Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Well, here is a 65% of what a usual live wire is right now with Fiddy. Live wires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. All right. Well, as you know, Wednesdays is the days that the quarterback of the Panthers, he meets with the media. Got two sound bites I want to play from Bryce Young yesterday. And he was asked if he will address mechanics and his footwork in the upcoming offseason. Well, I haven't gotten to that point. Um, you know, stuff like that comes with, you know, you sit down and you analyze all the film and, um, you know, also seeing what the system is, you know, how things go in the off season of, you know, it's not just I want to do this. This is what I feel like doing. Um, you know, I I'm, I work with, you know, in the same thing here when I got here, you know, you, you talk with the staff. We, we talk with, um, you know, I'm talking with my coaches. You know, how do we see this? We're watching film. We're putting that stuff together. Um, so it's, you know, it's not just like uh, I feel like I want to do this. I feel like I wanna, it's a team effort. It's a collaborative effort. And, you know, obviously, again, there are some moving pieces. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with everything. But, um, you know, that's stuff that I'll assess after the season. You know, Walker, whenever the owner is pointing out that your footwork is a problem, this has to be something that will be addressed by himself, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. Is there anything wrong with this mechanics on his throwing motion that needs to be worked on? I know we talked about this when we were up in Boston. That was as football-y a segment as we've done when we really started to dig into the X's and O's, the protection, the footwork of Bryce Young. Wes, I know you saw not necessarily lazy footwork, just getting off of what a normal platform might be for Bryce, and it didn't end up in the best of throws when you saw it maybe in Alabama transitioning to the beginning of the season here in Carolina. I don't know if David Tepper is just hearing this from somebody that he's in contact with, and then he takes that information, walks down to the coach's room and says, hey, guys, I'm being told on the outside his footwork needs fixing. Go ahead and get on that before we get uh, after the bye week, before we get, you know, whatever week it was. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how much he needs to fix it. So I guess that will be a question for whoever the next head coach is, whoever the next offensive coordinator is. But in reality, we have seen better football from him. Took a nosedive against Jacksonville. Hopefully we can get something better. And if that means good footwork and fixed footwork the next season, then sure, bring it on because he needs to be better. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has some jobs that look out of the ordinary when you watch the footwork. And I guess, you know, the only way you could characterize it is a little bit lazy. I mean, not, you know, you got to be very disciplined as a quarterback all the way around the board. But, yeah, there are going to be some things he's going to need to clean up because the thing about that, when you see a player that's as cerebral as Bryce, he knows so much, and he's gotten away with some of those things for so long. And I don't know how hard the coaches are getting on him about it. I'm sure they're coaching up footwork. We've heard it in the reports. But uh, I think that's going to be something he's really going to have to go to work at this offseason. And the next coaching staff, is they're going to need to clean up some of those mechanics. And I think he's starting to learn that he can't get away with some of that stuff, too. Some of the errant throws and some of the almost interceptions and some of those things come from bad technique as well. He was also asked if he'll be kept in the loop about personnel decisions being made this offseason. You know, Mr. Tepper and, and everyone's coming in and everyone's committed to, to getting, to, you know, to, to making the 
things better, you know, getting things right. We all have that. You know, I know at the front office, Mr. Tepper and, and everyone up there, they have the, the commitment to, to want to improve, to want to win. You know, we, we want to win, um, you know, obviously. Um, you know, we, we, we want to have, have success in the future. Do you? Um, you know, we want to we want to win. So I know that they're, they're all hands on deck and, and want to do whatever it takes. So I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of the organization and things like that. Wes, we all know that in today's sports world, the players hold all the power. In year two, should Bryce be informed about personnel decisions? No, not at all. He hasn't gained any cachet to be able to do that. He's still a work in progress his damn self, so he can't be coming up in there telling them what they should do, what he thinks, this, that, and the third. He hasn't learned or come close to mastering the NFL game yet, so no, I don't think he should have any say on personnel decisions. Zero, and usually I like asking the star QB or who the franchise <laughs> yeah. QB might be. Got to be a star first. But Bryce Young shouldn't have any here. What, what has he done to show that? Honestly, look, as much as we defend Bryce Young, as much as we still think he can be a really good quarterback in the NFL, the reality is he hasn't done it enough yet for you to be sure that he can be your franchise quarterback. And unless you're sure that he's your franchise QB, then why would you ask that guy that might not be the starting QB the next two years for a coaching hire, right? right? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. The other thing is, man, we just played a couple sound bites there from Bryce. Does it feel like he's more scared to answer questions now than he was even at the beginning of this season? The same thing, man, starting to turn into the canned answer, man, telling us stuff we don't well, know. Well, and it's always been that, but now it, it feels a lot more sped up. It feels a lot more just Mr. Tepper, organizations committed to winning, we're committed to getting better. Next question before I pee my pants. Russell Wilson. Well, no, he's what much more cornier though. Like Russell Wilson is as <laughs> much. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but like with with Bryce Young, it just feels like I'm Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, Bryce Young isn't giving us that. It's just yeah. very canned answer, as you mentioned, and it seems a lot more scared. Mm-hmm. What else you got for us, Fitty? All right. Well, today was Coordinator Day over at the bank, and Thomas Brown was simply asked. What he thought went wrong this year? Um, I mean, that's a loaded question. Um, maybe a good one for a last question. But I, I think as far as just the overall um, consistency, the communication, uh, and us always continuing to find the best way to put our guys in the best spot to be successful. I think anytime you have um, changes, change can obviously be good, but also take some time to adjust and adapt to. But it's just, that's a, a pretty, pretty in-depth combo. We can probably have it at a different time. Okay. Why do we have press conferences anymore? Why do we ask these people any questions? That's a loaded question. I'm going to give you a 20-second answer of absolutely nothing. Answer the damn question, man. I think that they should just have a first-week coaches interview where they just bring them down in a car wash, figure out who's going to be able to give them good sound bites and who won't be, and then after that, for the rest of the season, only talk to those coaches because – you're not going to get anything uh, out of these guys and these players. Most of the time, I say it all the time, Fitty, just like you. I'm like, why bother? Well, they're not even giving us any detail, but because of that, you know something is going terribly wrong behind the scenes. He certainly is giving you that wink, wink. Man, if I told you all the stories I have, you guys would be shocked. It has that kind of feeling with it. I just hope it all changes to the point where we can actually have good conversations as Thomas Brown is telling you about what's going right. And maybe he'll a little bit more forthcoming about the details as to why things are going right. But when things are going wrong and you don't want to make, I don't, maybe don't even care, but making David Tepper mad, making Scott Fitterer mad. I, what is the, that's the thing that I heard Mac and Bone talking about earlier this week. Like where the hell is Scott Fitterer in all of this? I, I know we have the conversation pretty frequently about whether he'll come back next year or not. 
But it's like we don't even ask if Scott Fitter is going to be making the decision on all of this. It's all about David Tepper, Frank Reich. He just is Homer Simpson going back into the bushes, nowhere to be seen. I, it, it's not his fault necessarily. We just have zero clue who's in charge, and that's a lot of the problem. We know it's David Tepper. We just have no clue who are the football people that are in charge and whether they can actually take some back, uh, some of uh, the authority back from David Tepper. Speaking of David Tepper, David Sampson, he joined your favorite show, uh, Walker, the Dan Lebitard show, mm. and said that Tepper's a problem and the NFL should try to find a way to move on from him. David Tepper's a problem. Not a Daniel Snyder type problem. But I would say he that he's a helium? problem because he doesn't like paying anybody anything. There's people in Charlotte who just hate him. Not like the way you guys hated me and Loria. They hate him because he didn't pay his bills like to the subcontractors when they were building the practice facility. He does not fulfill from a business standpoint, forget from a football standpoint, where he's been a total failure. So I think what the NFL is waiting for is for Tepper to do something really, really bad where they can get him out. And I think that this is not that, except it's the beginning of that. So I think Roger Goodell's in a position where it's a wait to see, you know, what will he do next and how can we move on? Mm. Do y'all think that Sunday was the beginning of the end of David Tepper's ownership of the Carolina Panthers? What should you go first? You know what, man? I like to get out in the YouTube streets uh, pretty much every day. I like to get out there and watch different content from different content creators. And, uh, you know, checking out some content on there, it's interesting that we hear this soundbite because I did hear the theory brought up was David Tepper lined up. And for those of you that don't know that street vernacular, I'm not a street guy, but that means a setup. And the question has been begged, was this a setup to try and get David Tepper on his way out of owning the Carolina Panthers? So that's just food for you to chew on right there. Yeah, where, where is this coming from? Like, uh, just... pa- I, I, I check out Panthers Uncensored on YouTube, man. And, okay. Uh, the big cat is the guy that does the show, and he's pretty, uh, he's pretty knowledgeable about what he talks about. But uh, he was talking about how, you know, he had a source that, that they were talking about it, and that topic was broached and so it, it just kind of i thought about that as soon as he said Alrighty. you know they're waiting for him to do something else but uh i think they could be i think roger goodell can't be happy with what he's seeing from tepper i don't think he wants anybody to get in with their organizations and just run them up do what they want to do um not do things the way that they feel like that a man of the shield should and i think that this was just because when you break this down throwing water or throwing a drink on somebody that's classified as an assault and so to see an nfl owner to stoop to that level with a fan i think that they definitely frowned upon that and i definitely they didn't i don't think they liked it and i think goodell did the most he felt that he could do i guess you could say but i think if he has another bad incident or two man they may start that process. Yeah, I don't think a drink toss is going to be forcing him out of the NFL because all the other things that are a problem with David Tepper, the Rock Hill thing is a big issue, but we haven't had an organizational-sized scandal. We had that with Dan Snyder. We had that with Robert Sarver. We've had that with Donald Sterling. Right, with Jerry Richardson. You had it with Jerry Richardson, who wasn't even really forced out. He sold the team as soon as that article dropped, and that was it. And so there wasn't even really a forcing out by the other owners. He just decided, look, I'm old. It's about time for me to get on up out of here after this article drops. If there is something like that for David Tepper, then we can have that conversation. The Dan Snyder stuff, 
Dan Snyder is awful. There might be some resemblance between David Tepper and what Snyder was in Washington, but we're talking about a former U.S. attorney investigating the franchise and a report from that U.S. attorney saying that that organization in Washington sustained an allegation from former team marketing employees of sexual harassment, a culture of sexual harassment, and that the team deliberately underreported its shareable NFL revenues in violation of NFL policies. We're talking about actual crimes here within that franchise. That's not happening in Carolina that we know of for sure with any franchise, but nothing like that has been dropped. So anything short of that to me, that's where I don't love the comparison to Dan Snyder because there's some truly awful stuff. And the drink toss is embarrassing as hell, as we've talked about all week long. But it's not Dan Snyder level. And I don't think it's at the level to the point where he's going to be forced out of the NFL like some of the other owners who had legit culture, longstanding scandals happen within those franchises. I don't think he's going to be forced out. Got anything else for us, Fitty? I've got one more piece of sound I want to play for you. Joe Ovius, he joined the Kyle Bailey show earlier in the week to talk about is there a way to fix the bowl games uh the, the bowl game issues in college football the games don't matter they've not mattered since the bcs was introduced so you know what i want out of my bowl games i want more mascots that i can eat they also Seriously, <laughs> like, the, like the cheese it the cheese it mascot i know they made a big hmm. deal about how i'm not edible you should be you know what the real thing is what this is the conversation nobody wants to have if you really want to fix the bowl system there is a solution but nobody actually wants to do the solution because then it creates another argument. You pay the players. You want these guys to be in the bowl games because they're so important to you? Make it a part of a contract. You need to also rework not the bowls, but the actual calendar around college football. It's like a Tarantino movie, man. Like, okay, I got, I got, I got John Travolta like, with a briefcase, and then now he's talking to a guy who's alive, but he was like dead two scenes ago. Like that's that is the college bowl calendar, man, or the college football calendar. What's the season in? Wes, do you have any ideas of how to make these bowl games rele- relevant and meaningful again? Yeah, like I said, they need to open a transfer portal once all bowl games are completed. That will go a long way in fixing it. And for two, like I said, I think it should be in that scholarship that if you are going to sign up to play for the season, you need to play all games. And that's just how I think it should be. And I'm not old school in a ton of different ways, but certainly, man, I don't care what people try to say. And they always try to tread lightly and be like, oh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not against the players sitting out for their futures and all that. Nah, man, you sign up to play, you need to play all the games, plain and simple. That's how I feel about it. And I don't, I don't think that will ever change with me. Yeah, I, the only problem is you take away decision-making, just free will decision-making from the players. I'm not with that. I mean, if, you, if you're just straight up saying, nope, this isn't a decision you get to make. So now you have to abide by rules that maybe other people don't in college sports or even just as college students. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want somebody to have a decision taken away from them where they could set out if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then you have it signed to the point where if you come to this school, then you have that power taken away from you. Like, at the end of the day, I think these students decide – what is best for them and being an individual. And so I, I don't like taking away a free will decision away from them just because we don't like it. Well, that's what I'm saying, but you make the free will decision to play the season. If you don't want to play the season, if you don't want to play all the games, then like I said, go to LA fitness and work out for a year. Play or, simple. or just go to a different school that might not have that rule. Could, no, I think it should be across the board. I yeah. think it should be, I don't think How it's going to happen. Yeah, like, I don't think it's, it's going to happen, yeah. but 
Uh, but I think the number one thing you could do is just make sure the portal is not opening up until bowl games are completed. All right, that'll do it for the Live Wire with 65% Josh Fitty Marlowe.